Hi everyone, if you want to get lit with us, the next thing that we're going to be reading is actually a trilogy and I'm super stoked for it. We're going to be reading the Shadow and Bone trilogy, so if you want to grab that from your library, your local bookstore, audiobook, whatever you want to do, uh, that's what we're going to be doing for the next few lit lits. Um, but yeah, so give us a follow, a subscribe, a like, um, post a review if you want, and thank you. Sure. 
Yeah, well, we, we also, it's yeah. a it's a novel about like being locked inside during the apocalypse, so it seems like <laughs> the appropriate book yeah. for us to read right now. Uh, that's something that I was going to bring up, and uh, Andy, you normally do like the quick uh, one sentence summation, which should be really easy for this book. Like, <laughs> really, just like yeah. it's like, a really it's a really forward. simple yeah a really simple straightforward book. So, uh, well, I'll, I'll do a really quick one, I guess. Uh, this is a novel of a uh, cedar song maker uh, who is the ma- the main character clearly um, who is, finds out she's pregnant just as there is this massive uh, apocalyptic event essentially where uh, evolution is running backwards or, or, or the very I love that at the very least it's at the very least it's stalled out if it's not but and of course there's lots of debate within the text which we'll get into about whether yeah. or not it is in fact running backwards or sideways or in some weird other ways um but it's the journey of a, of a pregnant woman in this world where pregnant women become much more valuable and a, well, more valuable, quote-unquote, <laughs> fuck. Um, yes! <laughs> first drink! Not the first drink, definitely well, not. <laughs> the, the first uh, The first drinking drink. game drink. <laughs> um, and uh, her journey through this, this, this you know, uh, dystopian world, essentially. Um, and there's a lot to get into. Uh, so we might as well just, like, start with the very... Uh, Early in the story, Cedar is she's adopted by a couple of like hippieish white parents in Minneapolis area. Right? Or, oh, sorry, uh, also, what I wanted to say is that I'm fucking moving to St. Paul. That's right. Yeah. Next oh my Wednesday. god. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know, Hannah, if you knew this, but I'm moving I, to yeah. I didn't know. Like the first page, it says Minnesota, and I remember I was like, just got it, and I opened up the first page, and I was like, holy shit, this is about Minnesota. Uh, and then I free- and I didn't know if you knew Hannah that I was moving to Minnesota. I did not. And then reading this book made me extremely scared. Yeah, uh, not only for <laughs> Minnesota but for the rest of my life. Um, you're because mo- you're moving into a dystopian future, unfortunately. Uh, Mother lives in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, uh, to be, I mean, Minnesota is pretty tumultuous right now. A great Ooh. fucking word. Yeah, <laughs> ding. <laughs> uh, but. So that I was reading this and it just, and I'm obviously I've been living in Boston for six years now. Uh, so it, I'm very, very accustomed to it and love everyone that I know in all my places very dearly. So moving to Minnesota is very scary. And this did not really squash this book did not squash any of those um, fears, but I can't, I can't imagine why it's such a uh, straightforward and pleasant book. So. No. So it's really happy. It's super, I mean, it's like super like uplifting um, about, especially about pregnancy in the future, which yes. I already like spiral about pretty hard. Um, <laughs> so Cedar in like the first part, she finds out that she's pregnant and then this apocalyptic event is happening. Uh, and Ooh, she, she, it has, she hasn't revealed to her, um, adoptive parents that to she's anyone. pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Hasn't revealed to anyone. Um, and she, within the first, what, like, couple of pages or something, she makes it known that she wants to find her birth mom. Well, yeah. She, and... The, the birth mom... Uh, r- r- please remind me on this. Um, she contacts her first, um, and that's how she gets kind of the wheel spinning on this? Yeah, so yeah. Sarah Songmaker, who is her adopted mother, yes. um, at some point in the past gave her a letter from her birth mother and now yes. that she knows she's pregnant she wants to meet them so that she can find out about any medical stuff medical history yeah it, it, it's it's, it's, like, yeah, it's right it's practical at first i mean there obviously of course there's some yeah there's all this feel. emotional stuff yes. as well but yeah. so th- also super coincidental and timely but i was 
um, another tangent. I was staying at a bed and breakfast this past weekend with my uh, dad and my stepmom were visiting this weekend, and we went up to one of my dad's friend's place in middle of nowhere, Maine. But her, the woman who owns the place, um, was adopted and wanted to do the exact same thing, wanted to find her birth mom to find about medical history and everything like that. And I was reading this book while this was all happening, and I was like, what is going on? (laughs) And so she had to fly to Switzerland to find her birth mom, and her birth mom gave her no information about her father or anything like that, but said, like, there's no medical issues. Anyway, so, like, it was, like, a whole bunch of coincidences that were happening. I'm moving to Minnesota. This, like, whole storyline was also happening with, like, family, friends. I was like... Am I also in this? Like, am I, is this book about me? I mean, hopefully not. I'm not pregnant, so. We, we've entered into the meta universe where, where, where you, everything that you read and experience is reflected back onto your life somehow, yeah. Which is, like, I feel like the whole point of the book, too, though. The, oh, man, like, there's, well, let's, let's keep going with the plot before we start getting too deep into, the, into, into that stuff, because it's going to go for a while. Um, yeah, so I do want to say yeah. one thing. Please. So she's writing the book, which is her her diary yes. to the baby. Yes. The, yes. Yeah, the vehicle for her her narrative is that. Yeah, is that, so, yeah. so we are the baby. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Man. We are the baby. The baby. The baby. Fold in the chase. <laughs> so, we, she, so, so Cedar goes back to uh, see her birth parents who live on a reservation in... Uh, it's, is it outskirts of, uh, of Minnesota, or is it, um, is it she cross border into like North Dakota? Or is no, it... I think it's in Minnesota. It's all in Minnesota. It's all, it's all in Minnesota, Andy. Which, which is scary, <laughs> scary by itself, of course, especially in your case. Um, so they, and then so this is where she first reveals to anyone that she's actually pregnant. She talks to uh, the grandmother uh, first, Eddie. And then it, uh, oh, Eddie, Eddie first. Finds oh, Eddie, out. Fir- Eddie first. Okay. Yeah, and then, Eddie finds out first, and he gets super, yep. super excited. Decides and... to not kill himself. Yeah. Yeah, well, he had, like, written this, like, manifest... Or that he's been working on this piece of work. 3,000 pages. Yep. Yep. Of reasons Um, not to kill yourself. Yep. Uh, I love the one where it was, like, I saw a pebble. That, like, one little ex... Anyway. Um, But, so, yeah, he's writing this all, and that's who she opens up to for the first time about being pregnant Mm -hmm. and sees his reaction, and she goes, oh, like, this could be good. Like, she sees that reaction. Yeah. I love that he ends up writing, uh, like, an entry about it. And he yeah. says, this yeah. could be a reason to kill myself because we're living in the apocalypse. Yes. And pregnancy is scary. But instead, this is a reason not to kill myself yeah. because I've met my stepdaughter finally. And she's pregnant. And I'm going to be a grandfather for the first time. And Oh, that's beautiful. And, and, and I love should... Eddie. I love Eddie too. I love Eddie, Eddie so much. Eddie is one of my favorite people in this entire book. He just seems 100%. like one of those people that you would meet at a bar or a brewery mm-hmm. that would talk to you just for a little too long. Yeah. But he wouldn't make you feel awkward. So he, like he would yeah. talk to you just for like a little too long and you'd be like, oh, like get that feeling of like I don't want to talk to you anymore, and then he would leave. And then, like, or cut, or do, or like, yeah, or go cut, back to his, and then, like, his own get, thing or whatever, and yeah. get out. But he would also like leave you with pamphlets too, you know. <laughs> I like, also you... love that Eddie like thrives in the apocalypse. Like, yes, oh. yes, yes. And we'll get to the last section, obviously. But like, Eddie is killing it. He's doing so well. I love that he all of a sudden turns into like this hunk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that he's now. I pictured Eddie as like 
Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> but oh, see, like I was going, I was going in, like wiry instead. But yeah. No, so I wiry at first and then turns into Dwayne the Rock gotcha, Johnson. Gotcha. So all of a sudden you look at him and you're like, did you just put on like forty pounds of muscle? I also really like that in modern our modern society we feel a need to say Dwayne the Rock Johnson because if you say the rock it feels like it's an insult and if you feel like you, if you just say Dwayne Johnson people are like who so you have yes. to be like Dwayne the Dwayne Rock the Johnson, Johnson as like a four word name the entire time imagine if we just started having your middle names be like the rock or the broccoli the garlic just Na- like noun yeah th- like that I like was... that you immediately went to vegetables from rock <laughs> yeah. I know well, and then I picked it back up with garlic <laughs> Yeah, um, I have a I have a bag. Annie might know this. I have a bag that says, "You are my, you are my rock, my Dwayne, my Johnson." <laughs> yes, that's right. I forgot about that. And when I carry it in public, I always get stopped. <laughs> so, so someone always feels the need, <laughs> so which is kind of the point too. Exactly, yeah. it's true. Um, and we should we should say uh, sorry at this point of the book, like the this whole apocalypse thing is kind of like in the background, but not exactly like actively affecting things like quote-unquote on-screen fucking christ again yes uh yeah it's it's affecting things in the background uh and no not on screen uh it's i guess my point is that like when she's going to see the family she's already talked to her adoptive parents about how like there's something happening you have to be careful like is this a good idea right now things like that and then as she's making this trip on the way back from this trip, uh, she gets info that, like, shit is starting to go down and goes into full, like, hoarder mode, which is really impressive how it, she switches just uh, like that. I also way. loved what she went for, that she went for cigarettes. Uh-huh, she uh-huh. went for bullets. That she, like, that, those were her two. She's like, I have to get the new currency. I, I have to get her currency, say, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, and then she made it clear that she's like, I have to get the new currency. As, and as well as like, the money, like paper money that she ends up getting from the bank, which she just yes. makes it before there's a run on the bank. But yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right. She thinks she's thinking already in terms of like post-apocalyptic. Currency. Well, that's what she gets the money from the bank, and then she looks at the line and she goes, "Money isn't going to mean anything anymore. Like I have to get the new. St- yep. Like I have to make it new." So that's when she gets like, gun- uh, she, she gets bullets. She gets whatever. But she yep. also doesn't want to touch guns, didn't she? She doesn't buy any guns. She just buys a ton ammo. of ammo. Yeah. Because she knows, be, she knows that's tradable currency at that point. Yes. Um, sorry, just yeah. real, real quick tangent. Um, have either of you ever read Alas Babylon by no. Pat Frank? Um, so no. it's it's a book that's written like the fifties or, or so, I want to say. And Pat Frank is actually like a pen name for someone who was working somewhere in like missile defense or something like that yeah. uh, at the time. Uh, and he writes about um, a reciprocal nuclear, nuclear attack between the U.S. and Russia and what it does to like a small community, I think, in Florida. Um, and it goes through you know, how people change and everything like that, but it also has all these really interesting, like, factoids about what will become important and, like, uh, currency-esque or just valuable to uh, to people that are trying to survive. And salt is a huge one because it's used to cure meat uh, or cure... Oh, uh, yeah. Like, like tons of, uh, preserve tons of things. And so when she goes for salt, like, early in this book, I'm like, fucking, yeah, all right. <laughs> she does... So, uh, so she does all the stuff that, you know... That we One. did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't buy bullets, but. Yeah. Get a whole bunch of toilet paper. I, she doesn't get On toilet March paper. On 15th or whatever, yeah. I was yeah. thinking about that because I was like, you know, obviously this was written pre pandemic, but yes. she doesn't get toilet paper, which if we were all writing apocalyptic novels right now, I think toilet paper would play a major role. Toilet That's paper, so bottle, also weird waddle, because. Water, uh... 
like toilet paper isn't even the most useful thing. Like, it you it you sh- sh- could or should get other things like paper towels. I don't know, just like something else that toilet paper doesn't even do well with snot. So I have a weird into it. a weird story. So my great grandfather Pop Taylor lived through and had the 1918 flu. So he Whoa. survived. He had it, and all his life he had a closet full of toilet paper. Wow. like overflowing and when he died wow. my parents like cleaned out his house and they were like what the hell is this <laughs> um and so my mom was like we should have seen it coming like we should have known to stock up <laughs> on toilet paper pop taylor knew it's such a it's such like a, this is of course no offense no offense uh, to your grandfather it's such like a bu- bougie apocalyptic thing because you're like i because you assume that society will still exist and like you know you will actually be able to use toilet paper practically yeah. but like, yeah. it's important in the in the new world that you live in still yeah uh, but also imagine just the naivete of us that if the world was during covid going to absolute shit which it did socially and every like you know politically everything like that but uh who's gonna do like toilet like your plumbing would stop working you know like people are gonna stop maintaining to shit yes people are gonna stop maintaining things yeah you would probably still need toilet paper in the woods though Right? Le- leaves are in the woods. You could do leaves. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So. Like, or we- toilet paper. Or like a really good towel. You know? Like, yeah. You bring like your good, your handy dandy towel with you. Oh sure. yeah, you can use it in your washing machine. Get the fuck out of here. You can- <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm just saying like that. And then you wash it out in the river. To be fair, if Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy has taught us anything, you do need a towel at all times. And a blanket. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so after the apocalypse starts going on in this book... Uh, yeah. <laughs> She she goes back to uh, to St. Paul. Sorry, I keep wanting to say Minneapolis. If I, if I do later on, please correct me. Um, and she is with the the the, the father of her or the to be father of her child that finds Phil. her. Uh, oh, Phil. he Angel. he is the father. Well, yes. but, I mean, but like, but he, but he but the, the kid isn't born yet. I guess is what I'm trying yes. to get at. So like, I he's not technically a father. Love that she described Phil as an angel, and then when she goes into the story about it, and he's wearing like brown wing like brown angel wings i just because they're putting on costumes in the church yes they're putting on costumes in the church and like recreating different people and all this kind of stuff and then when she when she said like yeah he put on brown wings it's one that's like i love that scene because it is such so like innocent and you're just having fun and doing stuff and being silly but also the idea that he didn't even put on like white wings like he didn't even put on like like perhaps he's like not an... a real angel, as we get into later with some of the metaphor. Yeah, too. yeah. But also that it's been this metaphor this whole time, and then <laughs> yeah. suddenly you realize it's not a metaphor, which I feel like totally plays into what the novel is doing. Things yeah. are metaphorical and not metaphorical always. And it's the, and... just their lore. It's lore, mm-hmm. and then you learn about the story that created the lore around people's perception. And you realize, oh, no, it was just a pigeon in the street. You know, like, it's something like that, where it was just something super mundane that happened between two people, and it turns into, you know, this Greek god story, where, like, there's this whole um, manifestation of greatness that comes about it, which I think is super cool. And it just, like, shows you in, like, a very short form, too. I mean, this book isn't super long or anything like that, yeah, but it, pages yeah it creates yeah. these metaphors and then breaks them down for you within a couple of chapters and you're like oh shit like we just learned about that Phil like the angel Phil 
And we had a whole section about how Phil was an angel. Like, we went through his basically his entire uh, angelhood. I don't know. Because his name comes at the end of a list of angels. Yes. And also when she tells Eddie, who's her stepfather, that uh, the father is an angel. angel. He's like, oh, not an archangel? Like, yeah, like a regular old angel? And she's like, no, like, he's an angel. And And then there's all of this Phil. Yeah. There's all of this stuff about, like, you know, the you know, God impregnating Mary through an angel and, the word and of all this an, stuff. Uh, and yep. The word impregnating her, which is so They beautiful. even bring up Immaculate Conception throughout the book, too. Yeah. Constantly. There's goddamn layers to the whole, th- the whole uh, thing. This... Like, like, let's, let, let's keep going through the plot just so we can like, so, so, we, so we actually at least make it all, all, all the way through. But, uh, so she, she gets with, she's with Phil. She's kind of hiding out uh, like during the whole uh, reconfiguration of power and whatnot during the uh, early stages of, of this you know, dystopian you know, future and whatnot, or post-apocalyptic scenario, whatever you want to nice. say. And then eventually she is taken by someone who essentially breaks in. oh, not essentially, does break into a woman. house. A uh, woman. A woman. Which is for me, that's something that, and I, and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording that this was very reminiscent of Handmaid's Tale, but this book published in 2017 and uh, it's, I think way scarier than Handmaid's Tale or Hannah, how like you were explaining it, that it's almost like the prequel to it of like, yeah, yeah. this just, dystopia. how do we get there? Yeah. Um, and something that I thought, uh, really resonated with me is that, um, women were forced to be the villains in this book a lot of the times too it was yeah. very complicit in that regard as opposed to like complete because um, because mother which we'll, we'll get into here because uh, there's there's this like kind of creepy figure that starts coming through the internet or through through uh, Cedar's computer which yes. is just mother like a very cloyingly sweet but very obviously malevolent force and so yeah you don't like you don't have a straight up like oppressive patriarchy that's doing all of this. Uh, not that that isn't, of course, a huge part of it, but like, you, yeah, it isn't just as like completely no, I uh, think, dominated. No, I think it's even further than that. I think it is a patriarchy that is controlling women through women through yes, women yes. that are saying that's like, a better, oh, that's a much better way to put it. Because yeah, there's that, Papa, and we yes. get a brief mention of that at the end yeah. that we yeah. see Mother a lot, but then there's Papa. But then yeah. you also get told throughout the story that these women who are going and finding also uh to let everyone know they're hunting pregnant women yeah and they're trying to capture pregnant women because of the apocalypse um women who are pregnant they have like these crazy are said to have these like crazy babies which they uh grow really fast and they can just they are just growing at a faster rate than normal Pregnancies. And they might be Neanderthals. They might be yes. some like pre-human because we're form going of back human. in history. Yes, yeah, so the the conceit is that God, evolution so is going cool. backwards. Which, of course, so this is one of the main critiques of the novel. But I don't think it holds up, and I'll tell you why. But please, that the whole thing in the novel is like people are constantly saying evolution is going backwards or sideways or is at a standstill. Like scientifically evolution doesn't have a direction there's no narrative we've created that narrative but evolution is you know natural selection is there are 
differences genetically and the ones that are able to survive in the environment are the ones that are able to reproduce and therefore those genes are passed on and the other genes eventually die off if they're not able to survive in the environment. So there's no direction, there's no goal in evolution. So in this novel, and what a lot of people misunderstand about evolution, I'm not a scientist clearly, (laughs) but (laughs) is they keep talking about evolution going backwards, but that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people who critique this novel when it first came out were like, it's a, it's a serious misunderstanding of the science. But I don't think it is because I think the science in this is total bullshit because it's all metaphorical. Yeah, and so also like, it's not it's supposed a to be fiction. real. That's it's not a fe- the point. fiction yeah. book. Yeah. You know? If it was going to be a book that was you were going to – present to a class in science like, and be like this is biology. what's going to happen to the world yeah, yeah yeah i thought it was a super cool concept because i had never read something about i mean besides watching benjamin button yeah like i <laughs> i had never did not see that coming <laughs> i didn't either but it, i i get what you're saying yeah, that yeah. makes sense Absolutely. that's like the only thing that i know in like in current media that sure. was about something moving backwards in time you know yeah. and so like reading this book i was like oh, shit, like, this, the idea of the world ending because it's resetting yeah. was so fucking cool. That the, basically the world was like, uh, fuck all y'all. Instead yes. of, like, it's, instead of us, the Earth just becoming a place where you can't inhabit it anymore, we're just going to go back to the beginning. We're just going to keep on going back until you weren't here and then start maybe start over again or maybe just go into non-existence and it seems to be because of global warming right because there's all of this stuff about snow and the novel ends with when will we ever have a winter again snow doesn't exist as it's 95 (laughs) degrees outside yeah it's rough here Um, it's insane and and i I should say like i think that um the 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 other parallel like pop culture wise or, you know, I don't know pop culture is the right way to say it but like media or whatnot is um, children of men in that uh, like like essentially yeah. and that, that's one about like f- fertility ending essentially yes. and there's no uh, new babies uh, and this isn't quite the same because there are theoretically at least babies but they are very different from the normal like human progression that we have come to understand maybe maybe we never maybe. see yeah, them ex- ex- exactly um, but like the idea that uh, a change in normalcy is what does this. It's not necessarily a, um, it's not necessarily an apocalyptic event in itself. It is because of the societal reaction to it. Um, and that is one of the points I find the most interesting because, um, I had like, (laughs) I had the suppressed panic attacks at several points in (laughs) in, in, in this book because she talks about, uh, you know, um, life on a geological scale a couple of different times. Um, and the, and the whole point obviously being like, earth don't give a fuck about you. Like this is, you know, like, like you exist in this miracle of happenstance. And as uh, Hannah, you were saying earlier, like we assign a narrative to these things. And Mm -hmm. that narrative, uh, is not necessarily the story of like the ascent of humanity. It can very easily do a bunch of different things. And the fact that like we have this very, very brief snapshot of human civilization, which is, you know, in terms of written form, like what, like 6,000 years is what we usually go by. Obviously like human forms have existed for longer, but we are a blink of a blink of a blink of an eye in terms of even the dinosaurs by themselves. And that level of like, that level of, I was thinking about this also if anyone's ever read N.K. Jemisin like the, the Broken Earth trilogy like the mm. earth, again Earth don't give a fuck about you and, yes and that, and that, will, that and like so the societal collapse happening because of like perception as opposed to um, the Earth doesn't provide anymore or anything like that is very 
interesting to me in this book. I So that's something that I also loved about this book was just that we create so many stories about why the earth is the way that it is to fit our mold of things. And I, I feel like, um, this story just kind of encompassed everything that human, if everything that humanity would do in order to keep themselves going, whether or not that be for the betterment of the people that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're doing it for, which realistically is a commentary on like what is happening every today like what is just happening in general um and and so when cedar is with phil and they are you know having they're hiding cedar away so that no one knows that she's pregnant and everything like that and phil is taking care of her and then they decide to get married so that no one can find her out so that Phil can, you know, um, she can have Phil's name and everything like that and create So, so, so Phil can go represent the family as well. Like yes. Yeah. So, so Which is also so fucked face. up. It's yeah. just, <laughs> yeah. this entire thing is basically, book is basically about hiding women. Or imprisoning and, them or... Yes, yeah. and just like almost uncreating them. Yeah. And it's Stripping just, them of all agency too. Yeah, they 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 are they are part of uh, they are a tool of humanity's survival as opposed to an essential part of it or something along those lines. Yeah. So I'm gonna do like a very teacher thing and go back to like what drink. we're. <laughs> I will drink, but what you were you were both talking about um, this like need to create narrative and the way that we have to read like human history and also the history of the earth in terms of a narrative and we have to read evolution in terms of narrative and then like this book is obviously so obsessed with stories everybody who talks to a cedar tells her some sort of story or folk tale or something um and then the whole time she's writing a story for the baby so the baby has the narrative of its own creation Mm -hmm. and I don't know. There's something there in like creating order out of chaos and like our need to turn to stories in order to make sense of the world, especially when it doesn't make sense. And the like, the need to create narrative, I feel like, is the through well, it's line. Assi- it's a way yes. to assign meaning as well. And I'll I, drink. Is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's as a, I it... pour another drink in my Dave and Buster's glass that <laughs> I won. Hey. What you win doing it? Or what'd you do to win it? I spent uh, <laughs> probably three times as much as this glass is worth. Which is uh, the David Buster's way, yeah. Uh, but I did a really good job at Guitar Hero. And I did a really good job at the... Um, what's the... Ski-ball. Kung Fu Panda? No, Kung, yeah. the Cut the Dumplings and Kung Fu Panda, Skee-Ball, and um, Car Racing. So you Not were... DDR. You're, 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 you're very uh, broadly experienced and talented as, uh, as would, David Buster's go. I would say, I, I mean... Uh, well-rounded. Yeah, well-rounded. well-rounded. That's actually the phrase I was going for. I could not remember it, so I was just <laughs> dancing around it. <laughs> I am a well-rounded David Bustineers. Nice. Sure. <laughs> David Bustiers. Uh, <laughs> Dave and Bustiers. Welcome. Oh you don't want to go to Victoria's Secret <laughs> to Dave and Bustier's. You want to you hear a guy named Dave <laughs> sell you some bras. Do you want a man to, to tell you how to wear your corset? <laughs> this book will do the same goddamn thing. I'll tell you what. 
Well, there, there, like I, I think that like that's where so much of the uh, like the oppression in this book, of course, comes from because it, it it becomes not a it's not an adjustment to the new reality. Is instead a how do we get things back on track for how it was going beforehand? Because that was you know uh, the right way that things were supposed to go. Uh, and again, like there, but we there never are... see that in the book either. So like we never get to see what the world looked like before the apocalypse. So we actually don't even know. I love that because you just read it as your own time slot. You read it oh, as yeah, for sure. where, what's happening right now. And I think that was very timely, obviously, for what we're going through. Yes. Even though we are supposedly near the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Allegedly. Ale- yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I don't believe it at all. No, but we're supposedly coming out of it. But if we were to read, the, if I were to read this book, let's say last april i would have put it i would not have been able to do it yeah which is when i made my boyfriend read it and why he has still not talked to me about this book it is because it just it was it it seems freakily realistic minus the going back and minus the prehistoric birds showing up and stuff like that not that like we aren't also retreating back into history socially too unfortunately because that's a really big thing that's happening too which happened in this and something that for me really hit home when cedar was watching tv watching the news Mm -hmm. and she realized that it was all white newscasters and she realized that that and i remember those little nuances in it of watching the timeline start to tick back in a very quick manner of everyone on TV being white and everyone that she saw on the streets being white. But was that like a power grab or was that like, yeah, like there's, there's a lot of still uncertainty about how that fits into the the story because you could take that a couple of different ways. And, uh, Oh, of course. Well, well, no, no, that's not a correction. I'm I'm just saying it's really really interesting that like you could then assign a, a couple of different like motives or reasons why that might happen as well. Well, and most of the women that she interacts with, I think in the like prison hospital situation that she's in, when we get to that in part, we'll, we'll, in part two, we'll, 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 but are yeah. right women of color, except for yes. Agnes, who is white, but is carrying a biracial child. Yes. Um, but like my favorite character, spider nun, Tia is yep. Chinese American. Who I is nun. Cedar's um, roommate. Cellmate. 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 Cellmate, basically. <laughs> Let's be real. Her roommate. So, so, so just is... to give the, the background real quickly, after she is taken um, by this woman, Bernice, who's basically a bounty hunter bringing women into Who's this, also uh, a woman of color. Yes, that's right. I, I forget about that, too. Good point. Um, she brings her to this uh, you know, prison-slash-hospital where, where she's going to stay until she has the baby. They're most likely going to take the baby away from her. She made... She, she's... She believes that she will die on the uh, uh, while giving birth, uh, or at least she's been led to believe it as much. Um, and then this becomes a prison escape section of it. Like not not like it becomes this really you know quick narrative of uh, of uh, you know pr- prison break the TV show slash the book. Yeah, it's slow. Yes. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm not I'm not knocking that. I'm just I'm, I'm just trying to explain that it, it doesn't go into like complete genre fiction or something like that right away. But it gets like super pacey. It's just that um, that's the new reality that she's for, that she's dealing. I do with. love how it almost doesn't. It, I wouldn't even. Okay, Danny, English maybe. <laughs> uh, I have a hard time fitting this into a specific genre. 
because oh, yeah, this is because you don't quite see, um, which we'll talk about later. But you don't quite see the fantastical portion of it with it being, you know, moving backwards in time. Uh, but you do see this dystopia version of it, but not like not a not quite to the degree where you would be like, oh my god, so they're like this is just complete chaos and insanity. I mean, there is, don't get me wrong. But it's not unreality or something. Yes, like it's that. not it does you don't which is fucking terrifying, but you can't <laughs> suspend reality enough to not think it could happen. Sure. Uh so I have a hard time placing this in what in what kind of genre it would be within a subset of fiction. Hannah, do you have a particular way that you describe this to people? Like, I mean, you said you've only talked about this mostly, I think what you said with your advisor, right? Uh, but yeah. You have, you've obviously, like, discussed it with, or at least mentioned it to people. Uh, so. so my advisor and I did an independent study on apocalyptic fiction. So we were like, uh-huh. we're going to do a genre fiction independent study. And she was like, what genre do you want to do? And I was like, obviously, the apocalypse. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and so we read it along a alongside a bunch of other things that were maybe more obviously apocalyptic, like, Mm -hmm. you know, The Road, Cormac McCarthy, um, The Stand, Stephen King, um, Station Eleven, which is, like, one of my favorite books of all time. Which is, is, by the way, one of the things I was mentally comparing this book to as it was going along. It's a much happier apocalypse. Yeah, I was going to say fairly or unfairly. uh, Like, like, Station Eleven is the first place that my mind went in terms of, like, describing this to other people, yeah. Yeah, so I I would call this you know, apocalypse, but I agree with you, Danny, like, and we've, we're going to talk about this more as we've said, but like, you don't see a lot of the apocalypse. It's no. a very internal, um, like, uh, like, I want to say domestic, domestic novel, except that like the, it's not in the home. She's mostly in yeah. prison, but it's in And even in her own, no, like, and even like, when like, she is at home, she's in prison. Yeah, like, and it's it's Erdrich, so it's definitely literary. Like it's, oh yeah, you know, yeah. Um, very, she's, I yeah. think it comes to this. Oh man, I think it comes to this whole idea that being pregnant is this moment that you're supposed to feel this immense joy, and and it's terrifying. And a lot of women either don't, which isn't talked about, which is not okay and a lot of women feel scared which is you don't get to talk about because all these people are like it's the best time of your life it's the best like you're gonna be the happiest you've ever been you're gonna you're gonna glow you're gonna do all of this stuff and the side of it where you just want to stay inside and you don't want it like and you feel ostracized and you feel all these different things when it comes to gaining 30 pounds, you know, out of nowhere, because you're supposed to be giving life to something, which is fucking weird. <laughs> like uh, an idiot. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, what? Like, what are you supposed to do here? Well, this is, like, and, a very, like, societal apocalypse. Like, it, you, you, don't, yeah. you, don't, you don't see, like, you don't see the meteors falling from the sky, you don't see, like, but the, you jung- could. the jungle taking over. Oh, yeah, the- like, theoretically, yeah. But, like, because it's what- supposed to go back in time, so... <laughs> Like, what does that then reverse? Does that reverse all of time? Or does that just reverse Earth? Because we also see moments of... So there's this, like, reverse evolution thing throughout it. But we also see these moments of 
trying to reverse American history with yeah. the the people on the reservation being like, mm-hmm. we're taking back our land. Yes. And that's Very when Eddie word. really comes into his own because he's like, no, we're going to take it all back. It's going to be ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like this moment of real like – celebration yeah con- conviction and yeah because it's kind of like embracing the uh not, it's not embracing the positive that's definitely the wrong way to say it well um it's more like it's uh using what's happening to actually like like right a wrong or to uh to, to if we're again if we're assigning narrative to it which is yeah you know, another, was... another another way that, that question does that. i yeah. think i and i think i this could be correct but Thanksgiving that Cedar spent with um, her birth family with Eddie. The, the Potts's or whatever? Yes, yeah, with the Potts. Um, that was the only chapter that said Thanksgiving and not the date. Yeah, there are a few that, that just say the month. Yeah. But that's the only one that says but that's Thanksgiving. The, that's the only one that doesn't say like a date or a month or something. Yeah, yeah. And that's all about um, Native Americans, you know. Yeah, yeah taking back their land or which god this book is so fucking deep how are we supposed to get everything i know how do we even talk about it in concrete terms so let's try to let's try to at least like uh, catch people up on the plot so after uh after cedar is in is in the hospital she escapes uh with uh well spider nun yeah she and her her roommate slash cellmate um spider nun tia jackson um are They've been plotting this for a long time, trying to find their opening, and they eventually do so with the help of people on the outside, including uh, Sarah, who is uh, Cedar's uh, adoptive mother. And they get, and, and there's a process that we'll talk about, but what, what connects them uh, to the time on the reservation and this whole uh, taking back that we're talking about is the escape and the eventual move to there, which includes time spent um, in like the catacombs, essentially, of St. Paul. Uh, get where, where, where Tia has to give I hope birth they're real. to her child. I would love to find them. <laughs> yeah, so great. I do know that St. Paul actually has a really big um, under, underground bar scene, which is not going to be what we need to talk about <laughs> right now. About, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's this whole, like, there's like one throwaway line about how not only are there these caves where they're able to escape and hide, but then eventually there's a whole city underground yes. under St. Yes. Paul. That's so cool. But I wanted to say before we move on from the the scene with Tia before she knows she's Tia and she's Spider Nun. That, yeah. So that's oh, yeah, what please. Cedar yes. calls her cellmate Spider Nun because she's pretending not to speak English. Um, and I love that too. Whenever nurses aren't around, she's unraveling her blanket and then weaving a rope and it's and then cedar starts doing it too and it's this whole like uh penelope right penelope odysseus's wife yes who, yep. like during while he's away persephone. at troy and come no no, no, no persephone no, no, no. goes to hades I, yeah. yes. I think it's penelope i think what was there a persephone thing as well persephone goes to hades and yes. eats the is, pomegranates is, is demeter's daughter who goes yes. to i thought that was so there is there is a there's a painting of a pomegranate so probably okay that's there's some yes. persephone because pomegranates are brought up a couple of times throughout the text as well i think anyway. right also you are correct that penelope is okay but that yes. she's but, while odysseus is gone she is weaving his shroud during the day and unraveling it at night, and mm-hmm. she says she won't pick a suitor until she has finished weaving this. And so we've got 
the two of them unraveling blankets and weaving this rope that's going to be their escape. And oh, I just but, love but, it so much. Before they give birth, uh, as like the, 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 the like yeah. what, they, what they are trying to do this in advance of. Yeah. I, I guess trying, I started that being like, oh, I'm going to say something really brilliant here. And then I don't have <laughs> anything to say other than that it's this great allusion to mythology. But uh, I, I, I yeah. love... Just immediately go to the Chris Farley show. Like, that's that was cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool moment, right? Do you like that part? Uh, I love Tia. So when... Yeah, one of the best characters in the book. When, when they escape, so um, Cedar's mom, ma, uh, Cedar's adoptive mom, Sarah... Um, comes in the prison. Basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. she's fucking not basic. Badass. She's such a badass. Yeah. She's so such. cool. So well, well, sorry, I pictured. Re- oh, actually, no. I'll wait till later. I'll wait till later. I pictured Sarah as being Helen Hunt. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, I have to think on that. I hate Helen Hunt. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. I hate. Okay, I take it back then. I Laura pictured... Linney. Could we say Laura Linney? That works. Yeah. Similar that, look. Yes. We could do actress. Laura Linney. Yes. We could totally do that. <laughs> Patricia Arquette. Uh. <laughs> Patricia Arquette could work. Ooh. Uh, um, but that's who I... So she breaks it her... It could be Helen Hunt. Sorry. No, no, no. It could be Laura Linney. Um, uh, Laura Linney breaks um, Cedar out of the hospital prison that she is in that she's supposed to give birth in. And they Tia comes with and they braided their blankets and they're running down the ropes that scene I was like just like trying to get through it so fucking fast so I can figure it out or if someone does yeah and then they get taken to um like the middle of nowhere what where do they it's they basically a garbage get in a recycling truck. Yeah. Yes. Right? And then yep. they're taken to the post office. And then the po- from the post office is where they uh, they eventually get to uh, the, you know? uh, the, uh, oh, they get brought up north in the connections to, uh, to, to get to the... Oh, no, because they're in the caves before that. Because yeah, the recycling the yes. plant, they go to the caves yes. for yes. Tia's yes. birth, sorry, for which, which is right, right. so which is horrifying. Yes. Fucking Terrifying. The way in which, like, and this, and this is one of the things that 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 uh, Erdrich does so good in this in this book is like she. Uh, this is very like woman centric when you break down like the uh, the particulars and, and not the emotions. That seems very like you know canned as far as like attributing that to, to women. But like the 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 birthing scene and like the pain that she describes during labor and everything like that is something that is I think very much meant meant for women and um, is, and, and is very very well done in a way that like as also, someone who will never do that obviously uh, like found, found, this, found a very good way to, like, to relate to it too the scene where Sarah like gets the bottom of the chair out of the swivel chair oh my god and then has tia sit in it i was so that gravity can do it yes oh my god so andy knows this but i have a really really uh difficult time accepting the future and accepting and like talking about the future and talking about any sort of um like big commitment like children um (laughs) anything anything that would like that kind of a thing uh, so reading this, I was like, "Oh, casual! It's gonna be so much. It's gonna be so much fun." Uh, this isn't traumatizing at all. In, yeah, in no but way. that whole scene, Grip and Rip a Baby. What are we drinking? 
We are drinking uh, Pixie Dust from Sloop Brewing. It is a special Pride Edition can, too. It looks delicious. Oh, nice. It's pretty. Yeah. So, happy Pride Month, by the way, everyone. Yes. Cheers. Yeah, happy Pride. So the, um, the lines that really got me in that section, which I opened to on the first try, were, <laughs> uh, for me, it's page 183. So hours pass. I can't believe I write this. Hours pass. Yeah. And then she goes on and on. And then... But this baby is stuck. There's no budging it. Hours pass. I really cannot believe that I have to write that again. Yeah. And I was yes. like, fuck. Because, yeah, because we're, we're used to... You have to do it for so like long. As opposed long. to like a process, yeah. The times what? when I'm like, ugh, I, like, I don't want one now, but maybe, maybe in a few years... I said this to Eric today. I was like, <laughs> maybe in like five years or something, I might want a baby if we're in a place. And then I was like reading the scene and I was like, no. Nope. I, unless <laughs> someone hands me one, unless a stork shows up, I also, can't do that to my body. Just the fact that she did it in a cave. Oh my god! <laughs> she was in a cave, surrounded like, by rats. Yes, and they were like, uh, 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 "I just don't." <laughs> I could not. I could not get around it. Could not. She punched out a chair so she could sit in it and have a child, and then the child didn't live. Ah. Uh. Yeah. And which I think that this does I I I liked the scene and I liked the way that sh- that um Louise Erdrich had Tia react which I feel like is very seen as like frowned upon in women who almost feel relieved to not have to like not have a not have a child or not you know like go through that and when when Tia was like no, I can now walk down the street. Like, I can now, which is, like... Which is mirrored by what Sarah says, essentially, to Cedar at, at one point. I forget if it's after that scene or if it's before, but I think, it's, I think it's afterwards. I think it's she, after. Like, yeah, yeah. She, well, she says, like, you know, I wish this baby didn't exist. I, 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 but I not even... It. I I get that, and I get the, like, whole... Like, Sarah being like, I wish you weren't pregnant because of this hard time, but I think that the thing with Tia and, like, Oh, it's her, very different, yeah. Her emotion was just a thing that... I'm sure women feel a lot and feel so fucking guilty for of like not wanting a kid and it not, it not happening and them being happy about it and them being okay with it and that being super frowned upon and that being uh, just it, it put in a super negative light. And I think that this story with Tia's reaction to it and it had to be in this post-apocalyptic world or this apocalyptic world yeah. in order for her to be like no like I can now walk down the street and I don't mm-hmm. have to have questions asked and I don't like no one has to bring anything up to me Yeah. so this is obviously not the same thing because that's a stillbirth but there's a line really early on um, oh it's on the first page so nearly a decade ago and almost two months into my first pregnancy so nearly a decade ago for cedar would be she's 16 mm-hmm. um i had an abortion oh, yeah, right. i'm telling you because it is important that you know everything my decision came about the instant i took the dipstick test no i would close this door in doing so i opened a different door if i hadn't had an abortion then i would not be having you now this time the dick dipstick test filled me with yes and i think that's such like to start your novel that way by being by saying like 
I had an abortion and it was the right choice and that's the only reason I'm able to have a child now yeah it's such a huge thing to do that it's that that it is so not that it's a part of a narrative exactly but 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 it is a it is a decision that is not simply like one about like you know right or wrong but like you know about the 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 moment in which you exist and yeah it's not a decision of like deep regret and trauma it's like no this i was 16 and pregnant and (laughs) didn't want a baby then so yeah it's i i i thought that was um a really I say awesome in the way that I it's actually intended to mean. Yes, 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 like yes, it was yeah. like one of those moments where you're like, "Oh fuck!" Like that's just what life is, whether or not it isn't an apocalypse or not. That is yeah. just sometimes what life is. And after they get out of that situation, and then Cedar is brought back to her. Well, the re- the reservation. The, the reservation, part, yeah. and her like coming back with her mother and her mother having all these conversations with her and and her getting really mad at her mom about not wanting her to have this kid yeah. and then finding out that her birth that her birth father who she didn't know up until now was actually her father her adoptive father yeah her adopted father was her what was his name again Glenn um, Glenn. Glenn Glenn with who, one N with yes. one N <laughs> Glenn with one N um, and Sarah spelled S E R A. They yeah. both have Kesarasara. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I just that whole scene as well, where she finds this out that her father is actually her father, and she takes it. It there's so many fucking well, it's, layers it's, it's like the, it's because like the, it's also Phil too. Like Phil is going to be her kid's father, and does does she, does she want her kid to know Phil? The way that way, like as like their dad, Ugh. because and I don't know if we've said this yet, but Phil is the one who turns her in. Yes, yeah, we have not said that yet, but yeah. You're so right. Phil because is the angel, tortured. but Phil, yeah, he's been tortured, but he gives her up mm-hmm. to the whatever government. Yeah. yeah, whatever militia is control has taken a hold of him. Yeah, and 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 I think this is a, a worthwhile point to bring in one of the. Uh, the really weird but like very like story altering things which is what she hears about um, the story about um, having a devil and an angel and, an, and a devil who is portraying themselves as an angel in order to get into uh, in, in order to get into their lives or to um, what's wrong I say like, like to, to convince the woman that they are in fact the good aspect of their life and to then convince them and lead them down a different road because of that and uh, that then changes the way that you see Phil going forward, and that's the way it changes the way you can see that you can reread the entire goddamn story as well, because there's all these all these layers in ter- of metaphor in here, and like the way that Phil is the angel with brown wings and not white wings, who, oh my God. You know, who, 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 who came to her and was convincing her to to, to lay up and out of sight, and then who eventually is the one who, turn, who turns her in. And like in a normal narrative, it would be totally like, yeah, dude, you got tortured. Like everyone gives up in torture. There is no beating. There is no beating that. Like that's yeah. how but this you goes. give up your wife and your child. See, yeah. I I don't know if I've just like read too many like espionage <laughs> but novels. But then he or said like he that, said he didn't like, even there's... know that he did it. But then how are you supposed to believe him? You know, like we've well, that, been, that, that, this is an issue. The, the we've been ingrained yeah. to believe ev- like men and what they, like I tried so hard. 
there's just so many layers to this book. Also, can I just say, when she finds out that he's the one who betrayed her, and then the, like, thing, and that's a, such an upsetting scene, because she gets a note from her mother yes. in the hospital. From Hero, who's, who's another yeah. one of my favorite characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hero is her male car- carrier, who, when Save she finally life. asks him like why did you help me and he yeah. says you were on my, my route I, I like started <laughs> crying this time Ugh. that was such a realistic response it was yes. like because i, I know you, you. Route, I, because i knew you like, i know why would with, I with not? the confused expression of why are you even asking yes, yes. Well, like, I, I, uh, this, this is like a very dumb man this is a very dumb like pop culture reference to it but like I, I i i was thinking of um if anyone's ever seen firefly when like mal was talking about his it was like because you're part yes. of the crew like, yes, you know, like, but you're, you're one of us. That's the whole exactly. Thing. Um, um, then, oh, but I I want to say so. She finds out from a note that Phil is the one who turned her in, and then yeah. she finds out a little while later that Phil was tortured. Yeah. But that's also when she learns for the first time that Phil has been helping to harbor other pregnant women. Yeah. She's been living with Phil for mm-hmm. potentially like weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. she doesn't know that he's harboring other pregnant women in the basement of the church. Yep. So I I just immediately was like, no, sorry, bullshit. Like, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he gave you up after accidentally giving up these other women, but she didn't even know about the others, the other women. Like, yeah. why is Phil hiding all of these secrets? I just didn't know if he was hiding them because if she got caught... Mm. He didn't this, want her to have get, the information. She give anything else up. Well, yeah, like you, you, can ras- you can rationalize it in, in plenty of ways, but like the question is, like when you're when you're when you're shown that he is this metaphorical, uh, you know, uh, bro- dirty angel, broken. I don't know how to say it. Like the, the false, a- dirty false angel, angel. <laughs> the angel of perversion. <laughs> so it's it's yeah. uh, the story, the fat man's race that yes, the yes, grandmother yes, tells her one, yeah. starts on two thirty five in my copy. So it's. Um, our priest had warned that each one of us has two angels, a guardian angel and an angel of perversion, an angel of right and an angel of wrong. The second angel will attempt to persuade you it is the first, and I suppose I fell for it. And then that's the, the great story of the grandmother sleeping with the oh devil. Oh, God. Yes. The and, blue and, devil. And what's, and what's really interesting here, too, is that like I think that we are... In like in like Western pop culture, we're more or less ingrained to think of like the angel and the devil sitting on your shoulder, and yeah. like there's an angel and a devil, and it's very clear that you have like these these positive and negative influences. I think influences of on you. Emperor's the, New Groove. <laughs> I think of like every like Looney Tunes that's ever had that, that kind of thing. In it. Cool, so, cool, but, cool. But the, but the idea being that like you have you have a very clear distinction between the two. Or what this what this like story once metaphor then becomes for the rest of the story is that you like your devil is not an obvious devil. He is someone who is trying to convince you that he is in fact the angel, angel on your yes. other shoulder. And that is like what brings all, all, or, the, all these things we're trying to like, you know, make ideas for like what Phil might have actually it's the, meant. It's the devil's advocate. The person that's like, oh, but like if you didn't do this, like not someone who's like just telling you to fucking go kill someone or telling yeah, you like yeah, yeah. go do something horrible, but just the person who is playing does devil's advocate on your other shoulder who's trying to like slowly bring you into that life as opposed to like telling you that like oh yeah i'm the devil you should do this shit like yeah Yeah. so speaking of going to kill someone the scene where they kill 
or Orioli or whatever. Orioli. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of Oriole, like Oriole. the, 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 the Oriole. baseball team. Yeah. So, no, Orioli, give you Orioli. <laughs> You're right, though. It's spelled like O R I E L. Yeah. And I've lost track of the letters, but well, uh, it's Orioli. Uh, it happens. Hold on, before you get into that, let's let's pin that for a second because okay. I definitely want to talk about it in scenes later. And let's just finish up the narrative real quick and sure, then get sure, back sure. into some some of the jumping around stuff. Um, so like we haven't sh- been. I, I, I know. I know. <laughs> No, this let's, has been very linear. Let's try to impose some semblance of a, of a narrative on this whole goddamn podcast. At the fifty-eighth uh, minute. <laughs> so, so they get to like they, after they finish up uh, this, the, like, so she's on the reservation. Like they are consolidating power. They're doing like these very like good uh, like responses and, 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 and organizational moves and whatnot. And she's essentially sold out by a couple of. Judas, Judases, Judas, 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 I don't know. I don't know how Judas? you would say that in the plural. Yeah, Judas, Judas, uh, yeah, two, Ju- a, a couple the of Judas, like, I, a couple of like the people that have come onto the camp and are willing. I guess they're not like Judas in that they're not. They don't have a close personal they're connection. Pilgrims. They're pilgrims. Yeah. They are. They are pilgrims. They are Catholic pilgrims who who then sell them out because they are dead broke. We haven't even money. talked about the Catholicism in this. Yeah, book. I, no. I know. There's, there's too much. So she, there's so too she, much Catholicism in this book. So she, so, well. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets brought to this like like you're never getting out of here type jail and uh and that is more or less where the story ends she gives birth to her child and has she given birth to a magical child or has she given birth to some kind of sideways genetic evolutionary type thing or are we is to she actually supposed to have an original child well, right they, phil well, that, thinks she's gonna have an original child which means a normal child. baby yes fucking christ again with the air quotes uh, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but that's the yeah. The, the hope that a lot of these people are is that some of these women are going to have like the type of baby that would happen if we were continuing on with normal human progression, or at least things it didn't, things didn't change. And that's that's why they're such a, like a, hot, a, a, a important commodity. But she, I don't know if what her I don't know if her birth do we even be find out or if it's supposed to just be like because it talks about like unfolding limbs and things like that and the how yeah. Do we find out like? Is is it a boy? Because she says boy, like she says son, like at the end when she was like my boy. But she's been calling him a boy the entire time. I know, time, I, know so, I know, I know, I yeah. know. But like, I just wanted to know. Like, I'm not sure she sees the baby. No, I don't think so. So she says, and this is two sixty four for me. It's December twenty fifth. Yep. You were blue, just a slight tinge. Yep. As you breathe, you turned pinker and redder, and the soft fuzz that covered your skin began to glow like copper. Your velvety limbs unfolded, tensile and strong. You tipped your head back. Your eyes were the newborn slaty blue, but darker, already burning to live. You held my gaze, and I put my finger into your hand. You stared at me, holding on with an implacable strength, and I looked into the soul of the world. It's you. I said it was always you. Okay, so I take it back. She definitely sees the baby. Yeah. But but, but doesn't but even say a sex. There's no sex. It doesn't. Too. But then later she says, my dear son. But I know. The but, baby's been taken but from her. But she's also already been, always been addressing her, uh, him as the son. Yeah. Or, and the, she's, the baby as a son. She's so always was... been the Virgin Mary and she's yes, giving exactly. birth to Christ. So <laughs> can we talk about the just the January um, page where it goes, they say my heart is damaged. I definitely cried. <laughs> <laughs> that was... I definitely teared up at one, that moment. One sentence journal entry, they say my heart is damaged, yeah. And, the, and it's, not even, it's not even me. It's not even, it's not even like, my heart is damaged. Yeah. They, they say, say my... They say, they're telling me. Because, yeah. again, 
everything that she gets in this novel is at least secondhand. Yes. If not thirdhand or fourthhand. Speaking of, like, secondhand, the, December, the page before, it says extremely weak but still here. It's not even still having onus. It's not even saying, I am extremely weak. I am still here. It's yeah. just yeah another almost command. Ah, oh, so mm. much English. This is a very quick, <laughs> very, very, this is a very quick question, or I think it might be a very quick question. Um, is Definitely there not. an obvious tipping point where she no longer has this journal because she's clearly not writing this journal the like the at least yes. in the last like very the very last I section of it like thought i thought about that yeah <laughs> as well and i think it was for me after tia caught her writing in the journal it was bef- i think it was you got to see the shift that she was no longer writing in the journal I when she, I she she's it. writing in the hammock yeah. in the mail truck yeah, I was going to say, I th- I th- yeah, yes. she's, she's running through the, the, the slats. Yeah, With yeah. the but, crack of light. Yeah, the crack. But then when, uh, when Tia, when they're in the cave and they're rolling over and she has to, when Tia's going into labor, um, and before that, when she's, like, writing through and Tia, like, rolls over and, like, sees her writing and she's like, well, Tia knows that I write all the time. So, like, she goes back to sleep. I think after that point is when it stops. No, because she's writing after that. She's writing yeah. in the mail truck with Sarah. Yeah, she... Uh, after that, Tia. Okay. Yeah, I, and I, I, I think I, she writes in little Mary's room. And then, yeah, I think... And I, I'm wondering Which when, is real messy. Because yes. And because then Phil comes and abducts her, essentially, but she's in this weird dreamlike state, and I think that's kind of where... That might be where it starts to flip. To flip. I wasn't sure if there was an obvious marker or not. We, because we can easily, of course, debate where, where it changes, but I wasn't sure if there was a, a clear one or not. But, um... Well, so then basically we're at the end of this book where um, she's she has had her child. Um, she knows that there is a, a Jesse, the agent that is uh, that worked with her in the pr- first prison... So there is a chance that her baby was taken by, like, the right people. But Jesse isn't there for her birth. No. So but there's no hope the up until the very end, and then there's no hope. But, 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 no. but then, but you it's my but, kind of book. But, 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 you, but you don't, again, theoretically, you don't know if maybe she is part of, if she's organizing something. Because she is there at all, like, there is at least some level of, like, maybe the baby got out or whatnot. Because she, at the end, is very much in, like, a breeding program, essentially. And eh, it is just, <laughs> it's, it's a lot to just end that, to end that book right there with no real uh, sign of anything maybe getting better or, uh, or, or no obvious ray of light in terms of like, oh, this but one that, thing went right or anything like but that. But that well. is like the whole fucking point. And, mm, mm. and I think that, okay, my question that I want to ask. Yes. Was the apocalypse real? <laughs> Did it happen? Like, do you think that the apocalypse was mm-hmm. something that actually happened? So my, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. But I sure. think there is plenty of evidence to suggest that it doesn't. And part of that, it, that it doesn't exist or that it's not real. And part of that is that, uh, again, all of her information is second or third hand. So mm-hmm. she's constantly trapped in these spaces with no access to the outside world except through media of some kind. So mm-hmm. watching the news, listening to the radio, or having other people who go outside come in and tell her what's going on. And, and, and the, the emphasis the author makes very early on is how much no one actually knows like what people are doing. They talk about like the, the various... like. Uh, uh, 
know, convening sessions of government. They talk about yeah. uh, the way that like the the different people that are giving mess that are messaging out afterwards. Like there is no clear like this is what's happening. This yeah. is who, this is who's in charge. And even when you have these like shifting factions, like you know, there's a essentially like a, a church based um, mil- militia that's uh, mm. that's that's housing these women. You don't know if the if, if they're the same people who kidnapped her the first time that are that have kidnapped her the second time to a different location, or if that's another group of people. Or... So I think that we I think that it is. I think that evolution is going backwards, but I don't think it's going back as quickly as I assumed it would be at the beginning of the book. Um, and like Sarah, I mean not Sarah. A cedar obviously like brings up like there's a saber toothed tiger outside that just ate a, yes. a lab, yeah. and there's this prehistoric blue bird outside. And yeah. yes, and yeah. stuff like I was gonna say that the evidence that we have that this is real is the weird dinosaur creatures that we get. But yeah. I think that I think that it's going back a lot slower than people at first assumed which is why there was this madness around getting things and creating these different factions and everything that and I think that it's going back slower which is what people started realizing and which is why I think the church is taking over as much is why I think that um what I mentioned before that there are a whole bunch of white newscasters and everyone on tv is white that it's it's not going back in the we're not going to see the Jurassic period anytime soon, but there is this sense of uh, reset happening, but maybe not as quickly, which I think is also a commentary on what is happening socially now. The, that the because this was written in two thousand seventeen, like the, yeah, the, re, the re-whitening of America. Uh, exactly at, at that. that point. Oh, the world. Like I don't even want to say like America. Well, fair because, but, yeah. like, but that there is this notion not notion that there is this awakening that people need to become aware of what is happening and to become aware of what is happening. You need to acknowledge that there is still bullshit going on. And I think that this book is, I I do think that it is going back in evolution. You think, you think something's, you think something's happening, but at a way slower rate, you're convinced that it's like the same way it's being like said by everyone. I think that the madness that ensued in the first third of this book was that oh my god the dinosaurs are gonna be here next week oh my god like we're gonna give birth to monkeys yeah Yeah, Littlefoot's gonna be here in a week and don't you fucking bring up that (laughs) and then and then they realized that it wasn't and the craziness started to lift a little bit because you have you start they start everyone started adapting did the craziness lift (laughs) where the craziness is there enough that the like militaristic yes, religious right so is can, able can to take it. control it, sure. yes yeah. yes That's fair. That's fair. uh so i i do think it is in a sense but not and like dinosaurs aren't going to be there next week i don't which I, I would love to see a dinosaur i don't know would i want to see a dinosaur i don't know <laughs> if i want to see a dinosaur i think you want to see a dinosaur in a very controlled setting i don't think you want to see a dinosaur but i would want to see one on like a big screen and that's about it <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic okay. Park, but I, I don't want to go to the park. I want to see the movie. I just want to meet Littlefoot. That's it. I want to meet Littlefoot and, and Petrie and Sarah um, and Ducky and Spike. 
And because I was forced to watch that movie roughly 20 times when I was a child, I never want to see any of them ever again. Forced? I forced everyone else to watch that movie. Same. Oh, so you were my little sister. I was your little sister. (laughs) Well, I just... It's just a great fucking movie. What if this was the prequel to Land Before Time? That's how my parents got us to eat vegetables. They said it was tree stars. I love a good tree star. Yeah. Yeah.